0: Welcome to Canadian Defence Focus from CDR Radio, produced by Canadian Defence Review Magazine. This series of podcasts features interviews with leaders and experts in the defence industry, as well as reports and profiles on the very latest in defence technology. Hello and welcome to another edition of the CDR Radio Podcast. I'm James Careless, Ottawa Bureau Chief with Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. This time on the CDR Radio Podcast, we're speaking with Melanie Natto. She is CEO of the Centre for Ocean Ventures and Entrepreneurship, COVE for short. Based at the former Canadian Coast Guard facility on Halifax Harbour, COVE is a hub for innovative marine technology inventors, builders, and entrepreneurs, from startups to multinational organizations. 70 ocean technology companies are based at COVE, companies that are developing products such as remotely controlled ships and submersibles that monitor the ocean's ecology, and Zodiac inflatable boats with electrically powered engines. Hi, Melanie. Thanks for joining us today on the CDR Radio Podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, let's start out. And what is COVE and what is it all about?
1: Well, uh, I'm the CEO of COVE and we are the Center for Ocean Ventures and Entrepreneurship. We're a global innovation hub and uh, we have an industry-led center. Our mandate is focused on the commercialization of ocean tech, uh, really for the sustainable use of our ocean.
0: Now, how did COVE get started and why was it started?
1: Well, we, you know, I should have mentioned we're located in Halifax. So there's historically been a lot of focus around the ocean and and, uh, it being a maritime province. And uh, several years ago, uh, there was some thought leadership around developing, starting to form a cluster of activity in this area Given that you know, uh, because of the very nature of the location of Nova Scotia, being alongside the ocean, the fact that we've got a tremendous amount of um, research institutes that produce great talent that are have experience in the ocean, and then we've got a cluster. We had a cluster of, of different businesses that uh, that were involved in the ocean tech space, uh, maritime industries, and that was sort of the impetus to essentially start getting a a group or, um, you know, a focus around Ocean Tech. What what could we do with Ocean Tech? So COVE was was started uh, to be formed in around 2016 uh, with the purchase of a site that's located right downtown Dartmouth, so on the Halifax Harbour and um we essentially that facility was refurbished it's an old coast guard facility that was refurbished and the doors opened in 2018 for the facilities themselves and then we also have a marine terminal um, that houses multiple different vessels and uh, that we can use for a lot of tech deployment so that was really the start it was around the vision of, of building a cluster activity Uh, leveraging the facilities that we have, but also the activity within the research community, within industry, to um, start accelerating commercialization.
0: So what kinds of marine products and technology are being developed at COVE?
1: Right, so we have at our site, um, the way that we operate is we have resident companies that are on site. So we have approximately 70 different businesses that are on site today. And then we offer services for the broader facility itself. So we we work within and around um, 200 companies that take advantage of the Marine Terminal, for example, and some of the programs that we have on offer that are largely centered around uh, reducing barriers to commercialization. And our mandate um, focuses across five verticals of the ocean sector. So fisheries and aquaculture, Uh, marine tourism, marine transportation, offshore energy, and then defense and security. So from a defense and security point of view, I would say we have approximately, just within our facility itself, about 30 plus companies that do business, not only in Canada, but around the world, um, related to defense. And that could include anything from developing new technologies like underwater vehicles, um, to new sensors, to operating different vessels that are used, for example, in the defense sector or some of the other um, verticals that I mentioned.
0: Now, are there some really cool examples you can give us to give the listeners a sort of sense of what you're doing?
1: Sure. So, you know, I'll walk out today. Let's not walk out today on my site Um, we would, you know, walking down to the floating docks that we have, we have a really neat vessel that's owned by Leeway Marine called the Striker. And that's a vessel that goes about, um, 55 knots, it's one of four vessels that they own and operate. And that would be used for uh, doing some seabed service uh, surveying. Uh, they've used it in the past. They've also used that vessel to, um, to go down in New England and do some work on the offshore wind sites there. So it's really cool because it's, it's one of the fastest vessels that you'd probably uh, see here on the Atlantic that's used for commercial purposes. So that's sort of the start of the day. And then walking further along the site, we've got um, the Ocean Tracking Network that's developing uh, gliders here on site. And they use their gliders to detect different mammal species, for example, for Department of Fisheries and Oceans. Um, I'm not sure exactly if they're working for d but they are working with a lot of different partners to um, get different data related to mammals. Um, So that's another real interesting thing that happens. Um, Yesterday, I uh, was talking to another business that's developing different sensors to assess uh, phosphates and nitrates in aquaculture sites. And they're also uh, developing a sensor that's focused on environmental DNA. So essentially what they can do, they can take samples of water and detect what kind of DNA would be associated with it and be able to better understand if there's uh, different mammals, for example, that are in a particular area body of water or have at least passed through that body of water. So that would be a normal day. We also do a lot of uh, training uh, for different groups. So training for young people, training for post-secondary. We've had um, very recently a group of Indigenous youth that was on site and we uh, kind of exposed them to the type of jobs they could pursue down the road in the ocean sector, and then took them on a boat, took them a tour around the harbor just to give them a real sense of, you know, what are the opportunities for them? So it really varies on a day-to-day basis, but all I can say is that there's a lot of activity happening.
0: Yeah. It sounds extremely cool. So what can Cove offer companies in the defense industry?
1: Sure. Yeah. Because defense is such a big part of um, the activity that, that happens within our businesses, but also in the services and programs that we offer as COVE. We're right across from uh, the Navy base, which is uh, really interesting. I look out my window now and I can see the ships there. Uh, Second to that, we're also, you know, a big part of our cluster that's been important is the national shipbuilding strategy. So we're we're very integrated into uh, that supply chain from an innovation point of view and working with different businesses. And then when you think about, you know, what, you know, why would an organization come to us or a company come to us? um, Well, there's multiple different reasons. So one, we have infrastructures or onshore facilities uh, that are attractive. We also have uh, shore side infrastructure. That's what we call unencumbered. Um, So you can go and deploy, uh, could be a tech uh, offshore here. Uh, and test it. We also have a subsea sensor platform that we have different uh, companies they use to test uh, their sensors, collect data, uh, and so on. So we've got smart buoys that we've got different commercial partners that use that data for their operations. So that would be the type of infrastructure that we would have that's attractive to um, to a particular company, depending on what they're interested in. Some would come and have an office here because they really want to access the expansive network that we have. So, you know, our our motto is to work very collaboratively. So whether it's through our programming or specific projects and so on, and that's just part of the nature of, of what we do. And so if you're a company that's, say, locating in North America and you want a soft landing spot, well, when you arrive at Cove, you immediately have a tremendous amount of business opportunities you have ourselves uh, from Cove that are trying to make the connections. You already have, you know, sixty-nine businesses that you can go and and talk to and see what they're up to. Um, and then amongst that, we've got we've got a network of two thousand plus um, different businesses, uh, government leaders, research organizations that we we are uh, in touch with that uh, you know they get immediate access to. So that's pretty important. We also have one of our flagship programs. It's focused on developing talent, and uh, we pride ourselves in that. That uh, we have many different innovative initiatives about ocean career awareness, or um, we run a post-secondary uh, program for interns. It's it's not it's somewhat similar to co-ops, but it's uh, it's very curated, and uh, we work with businesses on that. So you know, really trying to attract Canada's top talent from the post-secondary sector into jobs and give them, and we give them some, call it like professional development training. We give them industry mentors that aside from the company where they're going to work for the four months um, they have, we give them coaching. So that that our real um, hope is essentially is that we're allowing these um, interns, these post-secondary graduates to come into your your, uh, business and start working from day one and be able to contribute significantly and be a leader essentially in your business. So so those are the type of things that um, are also attractive from a workforce point of view. We also work with a lot of underrepresented groups. Um, We have programs around women in tech, Um, We're launching a program in the fall called Deep Dive into Data, and we're using the data coming out from our subsidy sensor platform to um, educate uh, educators across Canada and students about the importance of ocean data and how it could be used and how they can think about big data and, and artificial intelligence and so on. So, you know, we're sort of plugged in 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 many different areas from the talent development pipeline. We're also uh, more recently, we've launched uh, a pilot around uh, mid-career professionals. So one of the things that we've heard from a lot of our industry partners is the challenge with getting somebody that's more mid-career and getting them to join the sector. And, you know, there's gaps in the talent pipeline. So... um, the first group that we're uh, garnering a a pilot for is gonna be veterans. So veterans coming from the CAF that uh, are essentially retiring or or leaving the CAF for um, whatever reason, uh, would have an accelerated program that they could join. And similar to how we run our post-sec, we would align them with a company, uh, get them a job as a professional intern, And then essentially uh, do the the training, the professional development alongside their internship, and with the hopes that they get offered a a full time job uh, for a business. So that programs we've just uh, finalized some of the research around the skills and the competencies and any gaps. that uh, veterans may have. And then we're developing the curriculum around that. We're going to proceed ahead in the coming months to develop the curriculum to eventually launch that uh, program in full uh, likely next year. And that would be, you know, that's really about getting uh, more talent into this sector. And it's a common theme that we're hearing from many, many businesses. And we're trying to, you know, do it innovatively and, um, an accelerated pace, because obviously, uh, people want to land jobs pretty quickly once they, they leave, um, you know, a job with, with d and Um I guess you probably would have garnered that we deal with a lot of different businesses. And um, I would say our prime clientele is small and medium-sized businesses, so SMEs. But uh, we also work with a lot of multinationals, and we have a, an incubator on site called the Cove startup Yard, which is focused on startups. And so we're plugged into the startup ecosystem. So a lot of businesses, whether you're an SME or multinational, or some, in some cases, a startup, are looking for new ventures. So in some cases, it's uh, finding other customers, if you're SME or a startup or you're a multinational that's looking for a new investment, potentially an acquisition or a partnership. And so we've seen a lot of successes in that space of new venture formation. Sometimes we've been involved. Sometimes it happens without us in the room. And so that would be a big drive too for um, a business coming to locate at Cove is the opportunity to, again, have a big ecosystem in place that's, you um, collaborative and everyone's sort of looking for it. They sort of have the bit of their different interests, but are looking for opportunities to generate more business at the end of the day.
0: So how do your technical programs play into this mix?
1: Sure. So our, our technical program is uh, largely focused around shared infrastructure to accelerate commercialization. So in that space, even the buildings that we have in the facility, I always think about, you know, how could we use it to demonstrate different tech or apply different tech? So one example in that case is that uh, we have a, um, an antenna border roof that does some uh, ship to shore communications with a vessel here and uh, they're doing some testing there. Other ways would be our smart buoys that we operate in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. We're plugged into a much larger network, a smart buoy uh, Atlantic network. And that's about getting real-time data, ocean data. And and we'd have many operators um, that would use that data to reduce their, um, their risks around sending people out Uh, outside of the harbor to like the pilotage authority, for example, when they go in and they bring in a ship to the harbor, they would use that data now to reduce the risks of people going out if they're seeing that wave heights are at a certain level or, um, you know, uh, the conditions would be unfavorable or produce more risks for people and the vessel to go out. So that we've seen some strong um, operational decision-making that's been able to happen by the real-time data that we provide. We've also ventured into with an organization called DeepSense that we're a partner with. They're um, located at Dalhousie University and they're focused on machine learning and artificial intelligence for the ocean sector. And uh, we've started to look at some predictive modeling based on the data that we get in, in Newfoundland, not in Newfoundland, but in Nova Scotia and uh, New Brunswick. Uh, around seeing what are the potential uh, operating conditions further down the road based on the data that's been previously collected. So that's, uh, you know, a sort of an opening uh, of opportunity with AI and machine learning and uh, leveraging that organization who has that expertise. We also have our subsea sensor platform called Stella Mars, And really when we, we designed and built that in, uh, we started to design it in late 2020 and deployed it in 2021, and the the interest around that was really originally we thought we needed a, a, a platform a commercial platform that would allow multiple companies to go and test their equipment um, collectively and um, do it in, within short periods of time because normally you know if you're going to test out a, a sensor for example you've got to hire a vessel for a day that doesn't come cheap um, then you've got to collect that data how you interpret that data and so on so we designed the subsea platform for commercial applications of testing, development, validation of different equipment, and then for demonstration. Cause some, you know, some businesses are just interested in showcasing what their um, technologies can do. And so that was the interest in developing and, and designing that uh, offshore infrastructure. And it's, it's really evolved from a platform point of view. We've got about 16 different companies uh, that got different tech equipment on there. Um, we've uh, provide uh, cloud infrastructure to house the data. It's collected real time. So anybody in the world, if you're a registrant on that platform, you can access your data in a, a real time way. Um, through our system. And now we're even venturing again with our partners at DeepSense to look at get, um, the different uh, forms of data like acoustic data, um, video imagery, uh, and uh, Conductivity, temperature, salinity, for example, in the ocean, all that type of data, how it could be interpreted for various aspects and and how it could be used for furthering software development or looking at predictive uh, operations um, through machine learning. So we're sort of just unraveling the envelope around that one from how do we use this big data in different ways and working with a lot of these businesses to help um, their product development pipeline. So so we're sort of at the cusp of that. We just launched uh, a few weeks ago the start of um, uh, a marine electrification innovation center. And that's really focused on decarbonization of vessels. And uh, one of the areas where we see a sweet spot for Cove is around electr- electrification based on the interests of the, the different vessel operators that we have at Cove and the different partnerships that we have. So um, so that's something that new that's in our technical program. And we're just undergoing a study right now with VARD uh, uh, to look at shoreside infrastructure that would be essentially a sandbox for developing uh, different technologies around uh, marine electrification. So that, you know, in a nutshell, is sort of what we've got on the plate right now. But in our technical program, we're always open to discussing what are the potential opportunities where COVE could play a role either in design development of shared infrastructure, uh, operating shared infrastructure, and... um, and, uh, and yeah, so, so that's where, you know, if we have a company or a grouping of company that shows a strong interest in an area, then we sort of garner, where does that sit? Does it make sense with our mandate? And how can we make something happen and enable industry in that way?
0: Now, in listening to all this, these are such advanced ideas. But as I understand it, some of these are in defense right now. This isn't just research. This is reality.
1: Absolutely. So even when you look at, obviously, uh, we're working with Vard, who's uh, in the defense space, who's looking at who's designed vessels um, around the world. Um, there's definitely you know a, a need and a momentum to start accelerating our pace in Canada at, at um, for things like decarbonization of vessels. Uh, so you know we really want to enable um, that activity to happen. So. You know, around the world, there's, uh, there's a lot of examples of uh, ways to decarbonate, decarbonize uh, transportation um, in the maritimes. And so, you know, we've identified electrification as a way to, but uh, there's also hydrogen, there's ammonia. Um, those are all things that we're keeping uh, a close eye on. And, uh, and I think, you know, we just have to embrace these changes in Canada and start accelerating the pace at which we're, we're really tackling these major challenges because the rest of the world is moving ahead.
0: A final question. This is obviously an incredibly cool place to work. Is being CEO of Cove a dream job? Because it sounds like it.
1: (laughs) Well, you you know, there's um, maybe in short, yes. Yes. I get really excited by all the technologies that I see day in and day out. Or, you know, even some days when I'm talking to young people and I'm like, your future, you are the ones that are going to help us solve um, the big challenges we have before us, like uh, decarbonization, understanding the ocean uh, so that we can uh, reduce our risks, reduce our costs use it sustainably, increase abilities to uh, harvest protein uh, from the ocean. So there's so many various aspects to the day-to-day of my job, but um, that's what keeps me on my toes for sure. A lot of different challenges. And I just, you know, I'm quite hopeful that uh, we're on the right, right path and that Cove's playing a strong role in enabling industry to move forward and accelerate that pace. Um, we definitely would love to see more companies involved with us. And our doors are always open to talk about your challenge. What can we do to help um, support uh, a business in, in either solving some of the commercialization challenges that they're seeing or know who in our ecosystem can? So, you know, I guess my last point would be um, come see us for, sh- for um even to learn more about us, but also come see us when you've got some real challenges. And and of course, every business has challenges, whether it's talent, whether it's um, producing a product faster, or whether it's finding another partner that can help them um, deliver on a contract. Uh, I'd like uh, companies to think that they should come to us and we can help them along that journey and and help them um, accelerate that path to market.
0: Okay, well, Melanie, thanks for telling us so much about Cove. It sounds like an incredibly cool place.
1: Great. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast, and, um, and I really appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to the latest in the CDR Radio podcast series. They are produced by Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. I've been speaking with Melanie Natto. She is CEO of Cove in Halifax. To hear more CDR Radio podcasts, go to www.CanadianDefenseReview.com or find us on iTunes and Google Play under CDR Radio. I'm James Careless. Thank you for listening to the CDR Radio podcast. Talk to you again next time. Tune in next time for another Canadian Defence Focus podcast from CDR Radio.